So I want to display this for all the people that are watching the video version of our podcast. <laughs> if we simply take Onion out of the scene... It's dark. <laughs> it turns out Onion is just like... It's just... It's just God, it turns out. <laughs> that... <laughs> That look, that look you just gave, <laughs> priceless. Uh, <laughs> he just lets uh, in so I mean, much light. It's, it's like I said, he's the light of my life. Just <laughs> like God. Literally. I didn't know he had a tail. How did I just re recognize that? <laughs> look at that. Are you sure that's his tail? You know, I was... <laughs> Come on, man. I'm on camera. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, though, uh, it's been a bit, though. I, it's been a couple weeks. And because yeah, I was been. like, I wanted to take a break and uh, kind of rethinking how I want to do this. So. Uh, I went on vacation. It's true. How was the vacation? It was fun. I went swimming and played with a dog. Nice. Sounds like so a good normal, time. So a normal Tuesday, all things considered. <laughs> It's like Monday whenever you come over here, Jasmine just jumps up on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, it's been a bit. I was like, uh, I was figuring out like kind of what I wanted to do with this, uh, this podcast or whatever. And it was like, whether or not we were going to drive, maybe do it. I was thinking maybe kind of biweekly or, um, or just like doing it instead. I decided it was like, let's just like kind of rebrand it a little bit so that, so it's not just focusing on gaming, gaming news. Now, I, I had a name going forward, but at, but on upon research just before we started the podcast, I said uh, uh, we've determined that it was already taken by a much more reputable uh, source. So I was like, "Well, shit." <laughs> then I sat there for five minutes and couldn't think of another name. So we're gonna stick with uh, Gamer Talk for the time being, but it will be probably changing. Uh, for a while, I was thinking, "Oh, we could call it the Onion Podcast." <laughs> But then I'm guessing that the news publication The Onion already does a podcast. So that's do they does does The Onion do a, like a comedy podcast? Is that is, I I have to assume so, right? Let's okay. Onion, onion uh, Public Radio? What yeah. the fuck? The Tropical? Okay. Well, we'll see on that one. Work yeah. in progress. Work in progress. <laughs> like I said, work in progress. What the work fuck? Work in progress. I, I haven't been on the Onion site in a very long time, and I see, like, there's, like, a, a Photoshop picture of, like, of, like, a laser on top of the White House, and it's, <laughs> it's just, like, shooting, <laughs> like, something, and I go, what Wait. the fuck? <laughs> they have fun there. They have fun, yeah. and I appreciate it. So... Uh, on top of the the podcast, assume changing his name. I'm sure I'll figure it out either by the time uh, this comes out or um, next time, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to use our actual names rather than our screen names, so I am the I am the man formerly known as the Gamer One Two Four. I'm Andrew. With my always is my co-host, formerly known as Tom Cruise Can't Lose for the podcast at least. Uh, otherwise, it's just Alex. I'm Alex. How you doing? Pretty good. What's his actual name? I don't know. What is Onion's actual name? Is it Makar? No, it's it's a it's Onion. Exactly. Makar so Makar is, is Makar is Makar is the fake name, whereas Onion is the real name. 
He's been real with us the entire time. Exactly. It turns out, that, like, because you have to hold him up like that, he is just God now. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of God, instead of God lifting me up, I'm lifting God up. Exactly. Sometimes you know he just needs a little facelift. <laughs> is this is this an upgrade or a downgrade to God? Like, like you know, all the pictures, like, there's not really like a picture of of God, but like we all think it's just like. Looks like Jesus, right? Like, oh, is, it's easily the biggest up. This is this is like been. the biggest glow up, right? Yeah, gotta be. It's gotta be. It's not a man or a woman. It's an onion. Yeah, just, it's, it's just an onion. <laughs> you ever see that one skit where uh, it turns out God is a bug, and it's like, why did you kill all those bugs? I would apologize, but I had no way of ever assuming this. <laughs> You don't need to kill them. They're just little guys. They're just little Why guys. All those little guys. I can't believe you do this. Boy, the first podcast back, and here we are talking about God. <laughs> 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 not, not what I was envisioning, but that's part of why. Part of why I was just like, let's just do whatever, man, because it's more it, fun that way. Yeah, it's fun. Exactly. Yeah. Um, funny enough, though, we do still have some gaming news that I do want to talk about because we've been holding, we've been looking at this, and it's been reported for the past couple weeks now but uh microsoft wins their case against the ftc for activision is now uh activision blizzard are joining the microsoft family officially yeah especially because i think the appeal that they originally filed also got denied yes yes it did yeah i i think everyone expected at that part at least happening and i am recording right i am okay oh thank god <laughs> I, I forgot we didn't do the clap sync, so I got scared there for a minute. But oh, that's um, true. No, oh, that that'll yeah. be fun. That'll be that'll be for me. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It's it's already too late. Okay. I'll just I'll just figure it out from the beginning. Anyway, but yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. It was how long I'm, ago was it that we thought this deal was just like completely dead in the water? Like, well, that was entirely. when the uh, was it the UK blocked it, but then the European uh, Union uh, approved it, which basically overruled the uh, UK decision. Yeah, the uh, European Commission. Yeah, I think it also didn't help that. For uh, forgive me if I'm being rude here, but I just do not think the FCC did an effective job at presenting their case at all. Well, it's just I, uh, all, all all this tells me, like especially like looking at it, kind of, and like kind of keeping up with it as it gone as it gone along. It's like mm-hmm. it, it, and and I think we've what we've said we've stated this as it kind of went through as well. Is that like especially with like the uh, UK stuff? It's that they're looking at they're looking at this and going and looking at the wrong thing. Like they're they're scrutinizing it for, I think it was for the UK. It was for the cloud gaming. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just going like, that's a weird reason to block it. I mean, out of all the reasons that you could do to, uh, okay. And the FTC just kind of knew it was something, but like didn't really know how to handle the case. Slash, they didn't really know what they were like fighting against, I think. Yeah. I I think oddly enough, out of all the uh, opposition like Microsoft had in this whole thing, I think their greatest. Well, it seems obvious saying it out loud, but their greatest enemy was PlayStation because they were like, no, guys, it's Call of Duty. It's like the one of the biggest franchises in the world that they're about to acquire. Are you sure this is a good are you sure this is a good thing? Uh, uh, 
But that was like cloud the, the, gaming. The thing about that though, that was never like yeah, that exactly. That was never like yeah. the main thing. Like never in any of the cases I ever read about this was it just like oh because we think that having Call of Duty with like one of the biggest like with a specific console would be a bad thing. And I'm like, never did I hear that once from anybody. And I which thought, is super weird. You would think wow. that would be the main point of contention, right? Exactly. That's why I went, wow. That how is that not the main point of contention? And I think that when the, when the news first broke that they were buying Activision Blizzard, that was my yeah. first. That was my instinct. To go for is that is that everything felt like it could fall into place, but the the number one thing was whether or like, not uh, getting by having Call of Duty specifically for Microsoft would be a bad thing. Yeah. But it's, I guess, for a lot it of people, it just wasn't a big deal, <laughs> which is kind of wild to me. But I don't know. I I look at it, I look at this thing going like a lot of people were on like on like the internet just going like, oh, this is a bad thing or whatever. It's like now that you have like the biggest like one like you have the you have like the biggest like monopoly in gaming, and I still go mm-hmm. and I still sit here and I go, do they though? <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm looking over at PlayStation, man. They have a lot of different things, but they made all those where this is just buying it. I'm like, I, yeah, I understand that, but at the same time, it's still I'm still sitting here going like, when you talk about exclusivity and stuff like that, is like you your number one looking at is is Microsoft or even Nintendo because God forbid mm-hmm. they share Pokemon or Mario or anything like that. It's like people always look at. Um, Sony for all their exclusives, but I'm just sitting here going, just like, why does no one ever look at Nintendo for all their exclusives? Well, Nintendo is such just a weird I, outlier in the gaming community. And, and here, and I, I thing, know, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. But I hate that. I hate that that debate of that part of the debate. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like if you're going to scrutinize Sony or Microsoft for having too many exclusives, you have to also apply that to Nintendo. To Nintendo, it should be that way. Yeah, you can't just say, "Oh, well, it's Nintendo; they're different." You can't just say that. That like they've gotten away with that for too long. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't, I don't think that like that it's a bad thing that you have exclusivity for like Mario, Pokemon, whatever, and like same thing with like like sony it's like if they make studios and they make them for that they should be able to do that it's Mm. just that when every game is now under one console or like one set of consoles like that could be bad like i there needs to be there needs to be games that also share especially Mm. when they're like big multiplayer games yeah because the thing especially with like sony games is they're mostly first party first or like or first the single player uh games that are exclusive so yeah and i think that's going to be the case with a lot of microsoft games moving forward obviously you know like halo infinite was not on playstation boy that would have been quite the discussion if it was but boy could you imagine could you like, imagine like next week they announce halos coming out for the playstation though the internet would fucking melt. Like, just imagine what that. Just imagine what would happen. Like, what if like they said Halo Infinite and the and the MCC would all would all be on like, well, would all be on the PlayStation like starting in beginning of August. How fucking wild would that be? That would be fucking. That, that would be like Nintendo being like, "Hey, we're done making consoles. We're putting, uh, fucking Mario on Xbox. Who gives who gives a shit?" I honestly think that would. 
like See, get a similar reaction. And I think that would be the that's like the dream for a lot of people. It's that they want yeah. like all their ma- like main games onto like just one console oh. or like one service. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I just don't see that happening because you know it's just like everyone's making a profit or whatever. I guess. Yeah, but it's competition. Like theoretically, competition, and and it is true. It's like it is that competition does make for like better products. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see what we'll see what obviously like what they, mm. uh, as well as Microsoft also signed a ten year contract with Sony to keep Call of Duty onto the PlayStation for at least ten years. It's a long time, and I guarantee they could probably work out something after that if they wanted to. Yeah, I, I also expect Sony. Sony's kind of already making, uh, like competitors in kind of a way to Call of Duty. They got um, Mar- Marathon coming out, which is it, it's kind of weird. That was, it's an extraction shooter, so it's gets it's more of a Tarkov like competitor. But like so, Sony has the resources to create a competitor if they want to. Yeah. They could ten also ten just, years is is plenty of time to make a competitor to Call of Duty, and I think we've discussed this on the podcast many times before. We don't know what the gaming uh, landscape is going to look like in ten no. years. We, no, we, it, it, it could, could be completely different. It could be just another like traditional console generation, or like you said, it could be completely different. It's all like streaming six or something like. I that. I mean, if you listen to like tech experts where they say cloud gaming is the future. And then, yeah. like, imagine that everything is basically just, like, oh, all games come out on, like, say, like, the game sphere or something like that, where it's just, like, <laughs> it's, where it's just, like, you can you can play all your cloud games off of this one service, basically, or, like, Steam all of a sudden now it goes to, like, everywhere or something like that. Like, that, like, that, that's the type of thing. I was, like, we say that now, and it sounds ridiculous. Like, there's no way that would ever happen. But in 10 years, that could completely change. Yeah, 100% easily. It's it's always fun like looking back on like stuff that we like you're just like, "Oh, this is so stupid. Like this wouldn't this would this is it's like this would never work out or something like that." I think I said the same mm. thing with like um I think I said the same thing about Fall Guys. When they when Fall Guys was first announced, I was like, "Oh, this is a cool little party game that like I guess like people would play for a day and then it would die off." <laughs> no, nah, it's still going strong. Yeah. <laughs> so not saying I can't be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, I did. I said the same thing with like Among Us too. I was like, oh, this is a fun little game that people would like play along with and you know just have fun with and whatever. But it will get bored. It'll get it'll get stale in like a week or so, and everyone will just move on to the next one. Nope, hasn't happened. <laughs> Still really huge. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's always it's always fun. Um. I recently was like just listening to like some uh, what was it? Uh, I was listening to some old podcasts of like things I used to watch or things mm-hmm. I used to listen to or watch. So I was listening to the uh, the Rooster Teeth podcast, like the like when they first started it. Like I started mm-hmm. from the very very beginning back in like two thousand nine, and the weirdest thing happened. I think it was the second episode. Uh, Bernie Burns talked about um, how. He for, could foresee that the next console after the 360, so the Xbox mm. One, would not have disc disc drives because he thinks that the digital gaming landscape would take over. I like how he was right just off a generation, though. Yeah. 
Man, Microsoft certainly thinks so. Thought so when they unveiled the Xbox One and were like, "Hey, you can't share physical games or whatever." Remember that whole thing? I do. I do remember that whole thing. Yeah. That was. That was. It was that like made Xbox what Xbox is today. <laughs> that yeah. was the start. Yeah, I just I just thought it was always funny though. It was just like, oh, it's like he was right, but it just took a little bit longer. Yeah. So I always thought that was just kind of cool though. I'm curious to see like now that the, the the deal has gone through. Is there like a date that it that it's like that it's gonna happen now? Like that like there's basically no there is nothing blocking it at this point. I don't know. I don't... I don't think so. I think they need to still work out a deal with the the CMA, but they're confident they can get that done fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, July today. Good imagine on that timing, huh? <laughs> imagine that timing. Yeah, right. So as of today, they now own Call of Duty and Activision Blizzard. I'll be curious to see how that benefits uh, either or both going forward. I'm interested too. The big thing is, I think, and we've discussed this on previous podcasts, but Xbox has problems other, like, especially other than just lack of studios that they need to get resolved. So I think this is cool. It's not going to... It'll sell Game Passes for a little while, and then they're going Mm -hmm. like, hey, where's, like, the the next Call of Duty or whatever? Like, obviously, I think that will be a huge driving force for for the Game Pass going forward. Yeah. But there's still more that needs to happen. Like, the, think, the, you need to have consistency in gaming, uh, consistent games coming out, especially now that you have, like... I mean, you have, you have call not just Call of Duty, but you have, like, you have all Blizzard games, too. It's like, you've got, wow, you've got Overwatch. It's like... And now Diablo 4, which is going... Which is, like, is like all like, all really relevant games right now. It's like... You've got some pretty good ones. Now you need to make those better as you go along. Maybe uh, also get also get Kodak out of there. Yeah. Well, isn't isn't he? Wouldn't he be gone as well? Or I guess I guess that's not necessarily true. Yeah. They they could they could, they could keep him. him. They could keep they, him. They could also keep him. Is the thing. I know that is the scary part, ain't it though? Well, hopefully they don't. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they don't especially because uh remember and all remember all like half the reason why this happened was because of all the sexual harassment cases that came out as a result at activision blizzard so let's let's hope. let's not repeat that huh yeah yeah so we'll just leave xbox, it there, please i wanna i wanna root for you but you gotta know that's coming. <laughs> yeah, you, we got you gotta you gotta you gotta do good here. It's like you fucked this up. I don't know. There's any coming back at this point, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I'm 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 being like straight honest with you. That as like if they fuck if they fuck this up, I honestly don't know if there's ever a way they could come back in like of actual, of actual relevancy for, a, for like a long for time. Activision or Xbox or both. like microsoft in general just like i I think so too it's like with all the stuff that's been going on like redfall came out was a disaster all the stuff that happened with halo infinite and like Mm. and it's just like and like everyone's looking forward to starfield but starfield's got to deliver man and it's like and it's like we're not that far away from starfield now but it's like everyone's so skeptical it's like is it going to be as good as that as as that whole presentation was 
hard to say. It really is. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's and it's like now you have if Starfield does well, it's good. It's a good springboard. Now take all the games from Activision Blizzard as well and just improve upon them. And if you do that, then you can start weeding your way back and then start doing some of the littler games that are of of that. And I'm just like, maybe put out Fable more often. Maybe see if we can actually get a release date hammered down or at least a, a, a somewhat um, date on that or whatever. I don't know. This needs to be the jumping off point for... Um, a lot of things bigger bigger and better things for xbox and that's not and just like, buying more uh studios exactly uh, like more studios are great because you know more games are great at the same time you need to prove that you can manage and handle these studios efficiently and if you put so many eggs in the activision blizzard basket and you it turns out you just can't do what you need to do with it then whatever whatever sliver of whatever small reason anybody has to keep believing in your brand, they're just going to be tossing that out the door because it's like, man, you really fought hard for this before you were before you owned Activision Blizzard, and then you just completely gave up the second that you had them. Completely dropped the ball. Yeah. So no, they can't do that. Yeah, let's not do that. Mm-hmm. So. We will see. We will see what the near future has for them. But I'm pretty sure they just said that uh, all the games, like all Activision Blizzard games, are available on the Game Pass now. Are they? I think so. Like I, I saw a thing last week, like a little, like a tweet from I think like Phil Spencer. Let's take a look. They're not on there yet. I think it's a little early still, but it should be happening soon. I think. Yeah. I mean, probably. if the deal. I mean, if the deal like officially ended and closed today I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be with yeah the it's probably week. gonna be a little bit then yeah okay i guess he's probably just saying that they will be it's just you know it takes some time yeah that's probably more likely what it is i don't know i like my question is like oh what's sony gonna do going forward they're gonna just do with their normal thing man like they're like, gonna they're gonna keep doing that they're, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna keep making right games they're gonna keep making their first party games they're gonna they're gonna be great games and people will buy them they just released Final Fantasy 16. They got Spider-Man 2 coming out. They're they're going to be golden. Bro, Final Fantasy 16 is so good. It's so good. I want to I... talk about it, but it's like, man, I don't want I one I haven't beaten it and two, I'm just like I don't want to mm-hmm. spoil it for people. It's so good. Like all, all I hear every, like every time I I mean I I begrudgingly open Twitter for some damn reason. I don't know why. I should just get off that get off that shit. But it's like every time it seems like I open up Twitter, it's like, oh, it's not a Final Fantasy game. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? It's, just, it's so good. <laughs> it's like I get it's not the traditional like JRPG that like a lot of people are like used to when it comes to Final Fantasy. But it's like it's just a bunch of whiny nerds complaining about everything. I know, but it's just like I just I just like, I hear it more often and I'm just like, I just just stop, man. Like, have you even played the game? Like, it's fantastic. Uh, chances are no. And exactly. The, the thing is with a lot of people like this is that they're looking for something to be angry about. They don't... Uh, they don't. It could have been the greatest game of all time, and they were still like, it's not my fucking Final Fantasy game. Anything mm. that's not, like, Final Fantasy, like, 
one to seven is complete garbage and yeah. needs to be thrown away, and I hate it. Yeah, those those are the uh, Final Fantasy purists, as they call themselves. And I'm just like, no, I mean, they're all pretty good. So, just saying, play them. They're great, great games. Good, good story, and characters are all fantastic. And it's like the the fucking scenery of of the of sixteen is like looks like I'm looking at a picture. Like, like that's a, it, it, it it's looks a really picture good. taken from real life, and I go, wow, <laughs> it, it is it is wild. On how I was like, it's just like it's amazing to me how much they made characters kind of stick out uh, as well as they have, as well as um, the world feels. I think the thing about like sixteen, especially to me, that sticks out more than anything is that they didn't just build a game and made it and built a, and like made a story around it. What mm-hmm. they did is they built a world and put a story in it. I don't know. That's that's how that's how I look at it. It's like they there, there's that's a the whole. Best. There's a whole world that has been there, and like, and you can look into it. They have like, there's like a whole mechanic that even during the cutscenes, you can like open, mm-hmm. open like a, an encyclopedia that literally like explains everything. So like, say like said something, and you're like, wait, what is that about again? You can literally pause it mid cutscene, open up like a little like, like encycl- a glossary of something, like a glossary, sorts. and like, and just and remind yourself what that is, and going, oh yeah, and then you can continue on where you left off. And I'm just like, that's fantastic. Like people just really just don't like new new game. I don't know. It's just like I think the thing is, I think the the main thing is, is like, oh, it's not I mean, a JRPG, it's... and I'm just going in here like, I, like, I don't get me wrong. I love JRPGs as much as the next guy, but like, who cares? It, it's just like, th- I mean, it's like, do you even like 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 actual games? combat games? Like, really, when I look when I really look at it, it's like, yeah, it's more comboy based than like Seven Remake was. But if you yeah. like Seven Remake, I guarantee you're gonna like Sixteen. Guarantee it. They always did look pretty similar, and it's like you don't think that that six that seven rebirth is gonna take is gonna take some some stuff from sixteen. Oh, they absolutely will, especially when it comes to combat wise. It's like so nerds good on the I, internet discovers company doesn't want to make the exact same video game over and over for their entire lifetime. I hate that uh, Tears of the Kingdom and uh, Final Fantasy sixteen came out in the same year. Because I think yeah. both are like very willing, like very both are very, like high on deserving. the list for yeah, very yeah. deserving of of like game of the year. But it sucks that only one's really gonna win it, and it's like all oh, awards don't really mean anything. But it's like, it's it, the recognition. It would be nice though. Yeah. It's the re- it's the recognition that I think I think because and it was like at this point I would have said oh, like I was like I haven't played Tears of a Kingdom. I don't really mm-hmm. intend to playing Tears of a Kingdom. I'm sure it's fantastic. Yeah, I just don't really care to play it. But I was like, my I'm pulling hard for 16. I haven't even beaten the game, and I fucking love it. And I think it's I think it should be game of the year. Well, we can always have our own little like game of the year things where we talk about what we think our games of the year are. Because oh, I know. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot that's going to be this year. I mean, <laughs> I mean, predict. I mean, predictably, I think it is going to going to go to Tears of the Kingdom because that's. It's Zelda. It's Zelda. Yeah. There's there's really nothing more to it. I, I hate that that's the that that is the correct argument and also just the stupid argument in my brain. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, well, it's you're doing the same thing for Final Fantasy 16. I'm like, I no. 
I was like, I, I, if they would have came out as like not Final Fantasy, I still would have said it. It was, it was like a game of the year worthy, man. Yeah. All I know is that if there's not a, a category for like best dog in video games this year, and it, and mm. Torgal doesn't win, I'm gonna lose it. Torgal <laughs> is the best dog. What if there's a space dog in Starfield? Nope, I don't care. Torgal is best dog. Don't care. Boy, he could bet. be he could be the most adorable dog, and he is the good dog. But the best the best internet dog is Torgal by hands down, hands down by far. Okay. <laughs> you play sixteen, you know why. <laughs> but <Okay. laughs> uh, yeah, he's awesome though. Honestly, all the, like I said, all the all the characters, and they they all have like an air of mystery. Um, mm-hmm. What is it? Um, you meet him pretty early on, but Sudolphus is pretty awesome. I love I love his character design, and then his voice actor, who I I don't remember his name, but like he had two like he had two games with his voice coming out, and both the major characters. It's like he had uh, he was he was uh, Sid or Sidolphus, uh, from 16, and then he was also Lorath in Diablo 4, which is a character, which is, like, the, re- the recurring Herodrum that you meet during, like, the main story of the, of the game. And it's, like, it's gotta be wild to have games that you, rec- like, lines that you recorded for games that come out, like, a year, or, like, years after, but also come out at the same time. It's gotta be the weirdest thing. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I don't think I played either of those games yet. Yeah, Six, I I own, I own sixteen. I've been trying to plow my way through Diablo four right now. Yeah, I was like, I I did. Me and my brother did the all the main story, and we got all like the Lilith statues or whatever, and we're basically ready for season one that drops this week. Nice. But so what uh, does season one do? Does that just add like new missions or? Uh, there the each season is going to be like a um. What is it? Uh, it's gonna have like its own like gimmick or whatever slash like in, like new interesting stuff. I assume that they'll add like aspects, like legendary aspects, as well as like new missions Possibly. to do. Like the yeah. new like the I know the first one is like malignant hearts is like a it's like a it's like the motif and then like the currency like it's like a special currency for the seasons or whatever that can give you like you can use to like buy legendaries or something like that. I haven't really looked into it. My brother's been looking into it more than I have. So, I mean, he's a Destiny player, so he that he he lo- he, lo- he loves these like looty games. Uh, they're they're <laughs> his favorite. He's if I had to guess, he's probably playing it right now. <laughs> so I was like, he already made a second character, and I was like, I I just did my first character, and I'm like, I'm good there because basically every season I'm gonna pick a different character until I have them all, until I have at least everyone max level. Nice. Yeah. It's fun though. It's surprisingly addictive. More than I thought it would be. And it's definitely like pushed me for playing sixteen a little bit. Despite my love for sixteen, I was like it has pushed it away. That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of pushing away, a game that I've been I've been playing like in between other games. Well like whenever I get bored and just wanna I don't know, shoot something for a little while, I uh used to turn on Far Cry six a lot. Nice. And now I've and now I've done every everything in the game, and I just finished the final story mission. It's like, oh, there's literally nothing for me to do anymore in this game. <laughs> there's just nothing for me to do anymore. Just release another Far Cry game. 
fucking Ubisoft instead of like eighteen Assassin's Creed games. I think like, yeah, is like Assassin's Creed like all they've like announced in recent times or whatever? Like, do you think honestly, Basically. do you ever think we're gonna get like a Beyond Good and Evil two? Remember that? De- remember that like trailer they put out a while ago? They keep insisting that it's a real thing, and I don't believe them. I just it's all been Assassin's Creed and like a fucking uh, Skull and Bones. Another game that no one's gonna play. Yeah. Let's look up a set, look up upcoming Assassin's Creed games. Can I just get one new Far Cry, please? There's at least five that I know of. So the they just released a DLC for Valhalla. They're about to release Mirage, and then they have four different Assassin's Creed games on the horizon. Uh. Codename Red, Hex, Jade, and a partnership with Netflix, I guess. They also got that thing where they're, where it's like a multiplayer Assassin's Creed game, I think, where they were are putting like all the Assassin's Creed games in like one video game or something. Oh. It, wasn't that a thing at some point? Like, I don't know. Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Connect or whatever the fuck. I do not know. I don't know, man. God, it was 2018 when they shut off the trailer? Fuck me. Yeah, that game's never coming out. It's been five years. We've heard jack shit about it. They haven't even mentioned it. I think it's restarted development like twice or three times or some crazy bullshit. Uh, Man. Remember how we? I think I think we've talked about that. How like Ubisoft has basically hit their lowest point. I think they've hit in some time. Yeah, it really feels like that. Yeah, it somehow keeps getting worse for them every time they. they I was like, I just remember they were one of the big players in like NFTs or whatever, and then they said, "Oh yeah, maybe we're maybe we won't do this NFT thing because everyone's just like, no," and then yeah, like, yeah, because like nobody's buying the games, and I'm just like. Wow, who would have wow. thought that? <laughs> who would have done thought that? No one was gonna buy. No one was gonna buy anything when it comes to like online bullshit that means nothing. <laughs> what a surprise! And all right, just who who would have thunk it? I mean, really. I'm gonna try something very weird tonight. Something I never thought I was going to do again. Was that? I reinstalled Halo Infinite, and I'm gonna oh, see. Oh shit. I'm going to see if it's gotten any better. People keep telling me, oh, Alex, it's making a comeback. To their credit, it kind of is. It went from 2,000 players to about 5,000. Oh. So that is an upgrade. That is an upgrade. It's not a lot, but... It's not a ton, but it is an upgrade. It is something. There are people playing the game. So... Which is something a lot lot of games can't say nowadays. It seems like every like month or so, some like huge, some huge like major AAA game that I've never heard of gets taken offline. Like that one masquerade like vampire game was. Did that one get taken down? I'm pretty sure it got taken down. Wow. Then there was this other battle royale that came out from like I think I don't think it was Ubisoft. I think it was like EA or something, and that just got taken down. Oh shit! Tiny Tina's Wonderland is on sale right now. Shit. Oh, is it? It's a good game. It's like on Steam for twenty bucks. 
I just nice. wish fucking Gearbox would ever update it. Like, they they released one DLC, like, they released like two DLC packs that was just fight a boss four times and get legendaries. That was it. And I'm just like, really? That was it? It's dumb. <laughs> so, I wish they would actually do like a legit like DLC for that game or like. I don't know, anything that's just not that, I guess. For Tiny Tina's Wonderlands? Yeah, it's just like, there was a there was a Redux mod, like it was a fan mod or whatever, that, that mm-hmm. redid the a lot of the games. They added a ton of legendaries and oh, then wow. like, and added new classes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's called, the, I think it's called uh, Tiny Tina's Redux mod. Um, my brother told me about it and he wanted to, he wanted to try and play it once. Um, if we ever got like bored of like Diablo, this was before like Diablo Four came out, like a while before. Yeah. But it was like, but then we were, then we, then we both got hooked on Diablo Four, so we're just like, yeah, sorry, Tiny Tina's, but you know, but yeah, it's like that whole thing uh, was apparently really good. They say it's like a whole new game because of because of that. Definitely needed the support. I'm not sure what else Gearbox is doing right now. See, that's that... just working on the next Borderlands. Yeah, that's that's my whole thing. Is that like it's just like what are they? doing with it with it right it just i just don't understand like i said that's probably what they're doing they're just working on the next borderlands game well it's like even if he like for me it's like yeah they even added pearlescence to this i'm sorry i'm, I'm looking at all like the main changes and it's a lot it's a it's, lot. it's a lot um but uh it was just like i just like even like for me especially it's like they i mean they supported borderlands 3 for a while there but it was like that game had its problems. They they made them a little better, but mm-hmm. it it had its problems. Tiny Teens Wonderland like felt great right off the bat. Like it felt good. Like it was a different change of pace. Like this this spells added a lot of different like new things variety. to like new yeah variety to to the game to the the kind of like just shooter gameplay. Yeah. And then it was and then it's just like you hit the end game and then there's just really nothing to do other than run <laughs> chaos riffs or whatever and you're just like this is really it and then you just get bored of the game really fast and then they said oh yeah well dlc's happening and it's like they add a one little area that's literally just go fight a boss and then you come back a week later and you do the same thing but he's a little different this time and then gives new legendaries cool and then they just didn't update the game from there and I went, what, 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 what are we doing here? What, what are we, what are we doing here? I thought this was a game that you wanted to like make stick at least till the next Borderlands game. Nope. I mean, they, they probably, they probably do. They just don't want to release content for. It. I guess. I guess they people, people they just expect people to grind the hell out of it. I've like, just mind numbingly at this point. I don't know. Destiny Two Lightfall is fifty dollars. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off i don't know i just know the redux was was a really good addition and i'm just like you know you know gearbox maybe you should just hire the people that did the mod and just make it a legit thing yeah just just saying like they, they already proven it works for the that, game that goes for a lot that goes for a lot i know there's a lot of though. games that can say that and where it's like oh you just hire these people because they made the game better and i'm just like yeah I mean, with Bethesda, they're at least embracing it, being like, hey, if you guys want to put your mods up at the store and sell them, go right ahead. 
Is that is that still a thing? It is still a thing. It's going to be a thing with Starfield. I really? am pretty sure. So it is an opt-in system. I should make that make that clear. If you want to just release like regular mods for it, you can. But if you want to charge people for them, I think they take like 30% or something like that. Hmm. Maybe it's just mod sold or something. But I, yeah, I, I think I, it's a thing with Fallout 4, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be a thing with Starfield. They have not confirmed that, though, yet. My whole my whole thing about that is like, yeah, it's cool. It's like you're supporting a game that you really like and, you know, you think you can improve on. Mm-hmm. But I'm still just sitting here going, if you have that kind of talent, why are you wasting it on a mod? Just make your own damn game. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just, I get, it's like, oh, well, I don't have the money, like, to make a game. It's like, man, you have you the got, money to make this mod, though. Yeah, but you have the, the yeah, you have the money to make the mod, but and, like, the time to make the mod as well. And I'm I'm sitting here going just like I, I just I look at it and I go, why don't you just like go to a studio and like work for them? I don't know. Well, uh, to that it's not that easy. I know I understand it's not. I like here's the thing. I understand it's not that easy. But I'm just saying like yeah. if you have that kind of talent, why are you wasting it on this on like on like a mod like that? Like if it's like a full overhaul oh. rehaul mod or whatever or something like that. For those, I'm not sure. Uh, for uh, for some for some of the ones where it's just like, oh, I'm gonna make my own, like, like adventure on a planet or whatever. Sometimes they just like the game and they want to support it that way. Yeah. Sometimes they do take their their uh, like personalized like DLCs or mods and make them into full games. That was uh, what happened with the Forbidden City. Yeah, it's true. The game the game started out as a. Uh, Mod, uh, mod for what was it called? It was a mod for Skyrim. And wasn't Daisy a mod for something else, or am I confusing that with something? Um, I'm pretty sure. Da- yeah, Daisy was an armor mod. Yeah, Daisy was an armor mod. Yeah. So it does happen. Yeah. I don't know. I I look I look at it and I just go. And it's like, yeah, you're right. It's like maybe. Maybe there are reasons they can't do it, and obviously it's not. You can't just walk into a studio and it's like, "Hey, look at this or whatever." But I'm like, "But it's like that's your portfolio, basically, like looking mm-hmm. into it or whatever." Or it's like, it's like I don't know. It's like you could put this in the game, you know. <laughs> if we hire it, we can make it like a legit thing. <laughs> just saying. It's like yeah, and, and and like what you just said, it's like oh, there's modders that have become you know mod, like game makers and stuff like that, as well as like probably got hired on by certain by certain ones it's like i remember um uh anti-birth for uh the binding of isaac uh that was like a really like really good fan-made mod that they just hired all the devs to make it into the to make it in um in the game itself so that and that's after birth plus so it's like it happens i just think it should happen more often agreed 100 percent it's like sometimes I look at these and I look at these modders and I go, they just made the game like infinitely better by this mod rather than like just like making their own game. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a lot of times it just does come down to that. They they play a game and they love it a lot, so they're like, yeah, I'll do what I can to make it even better. I just realized this is the first time I've opened Steam in like a week. 
probably. Oh wow, it's crazy. Just been playing a lot of uh, a lot of Diablo, a lot of Final Fantasy sixteen. A lot of playing on the consoles. Yeah, or just not on Steam. Yeah, just not on Steam, pretty much. Did I hear that they're that they're putting new maps for Team Fortress Two? I think they already made one, and from what I hear, it's not very good. I know, but it's like the fact is that how old is TF Two at this point? I don't know. They should just make Team Fortress Three. Exactly. Honest. But Team Fortress, I think that was like early, early two thousands. That's an old video game. Really tried to get me into Team Fortress 2 ones, and I just couldn't do it. I was so bad at Fucking it. Fucking hell, it came on 07? 2007. Jesus. What is it with Valve and just, like, they just put out, like, like new stuff for, like, these old-ass games? Like, didn't, didn't they put, like, didn't they update Left 4 Dead 2, like, not that long ago as well? I think something like that. Like, they had I, a small they... update for it. Makes no sense to me. It's so weird. It's like, did they already have these done and they they just never put it out? And so they decided that they were just like, well, let's just throw it out now. Because why not? Because everyone's playing Team Fortress 2 right now, clearly. I mean, it gets people interested again, I guess. Yeah. It's just just the most weird, random thing, though. It's like all of a sudden that, that like like if I find out like next week like Valve decided to like oh yeah let's update like fucking I don't know Half Life not Half Life Two Half Life <laughs> like and I go you can now you can now play what? in 8K or something like that but I just there I just sit there going like what <laughs> why would you do that i don't know just, they have fucking money to burn man they can do whatever they want i know i'm just I, it just it, it'll never it will never dumbfound me though whenever i hear it whenever i hear it or see it happen though what else have you been playing aside from just like final fantasy 16 and diablo or has that really been it's pretty much like, been all it you've been doing it's been pretty much it honestly it's like i've been doing my classic like just like board board and make magic decks type thing but it's like nice yeah, there's too too many to count at this point. But it's like, uh, have you been keeping up with the Commander Masters uh, spoilers yet? Yeah, yeah, no, I have. I want to see what's coming in my precon. Which one? Which some... one? Are you you're getting the enchantments one, right? I'm getting enchantments. You're getting uh, planeswalkers, which got revealed uh, today. It did. Yeah, the whole list got revealed today. Uh, can you can you link that to me? I have not seen that yet. Yeah, my my precon was not not right. <laughs> I'm gonna say that right now. I mean, they did come out and say, to be fair to them, that it's the one deck that they did not have a solid idea for. At least I like think there are there are some thing. cards that are like yeah that are worth it, but it's just like and there's like some good precons. Like there's the chain veils in there. Um, That's good. It's like, uh, uh, there was like another really good card that was in it. Um, a spark double in it too. Photographer's hawk. I set enlightened master and it's kind of cool, but not the greatest. 
my, my, my number one thing about this is the planeswalkers that they chose to put into this. Like, I, like you said, I was like, I get that they didn't have the full thing of it or whatever, but it's like they have in a super friends deck. There's almost as many, there, there are just as many planeswalkers as there are creatures as a guy who has a super friends deck. I run three creatures in my, in my deck. That's not including wow. my commander. This is just straight up not very good. I I'm I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, it's fine. But it's like, I mean, there are some cards that we don't know. Like we don't know what uh, Chandra Legacy of Fire. Uh, or they they, they are out. They're just not. They're just not. They're just not listed here. But you can look them up. Oh, okay. Um, Legacy of Fire is like it's fine. Um, Teo is pretty bad uh Varos is probably like the next good best one and like guffrey writes history like the sorcery or whatever is not bad mm-hmm. even gatewatch beacon is pretty good where it's like you can put extra loyalty counters on it but it's just like I, I don't know it's like they put like all the talismans and all of the signets in the deck like that the for the for the corresponding colors and i go yeah why didn't you just pick one or the other and put a few more planeswalkers or creatures in here. And you're playing fucking Jeskai, and there's not even fucking Teferi in there. So there's not a one Teferi in this deck. That's crazy to it's me. It's dumb as shit. There's f- like three Jaces, like two Nahiris, one Narset. And I'm just going like, but there's no fucking Teferis. Like, that's wild. I mean, if anything, Commander Guff seems like a good inclusion in a Super Friends deck. Oh, absolutely! But... I'm putting it. I'm putting him in the. I'm putting him in like. I'm putting him in there. I'm putting uh, Chandra Legacy, uh, like uh, Legacy of Fire, and probably Varos the Mass Inquisitor, along with like some of the creatures, like like the the couple creatures that they made that are like specific. Like Ajaya's mm-hmm. Phoenix is pretty good, along with like the Spark Shaper Visionary and the and the, like the Spark Touched Hunter. Are also pretty good, along with the uh, Gatewatch Beacon is very good as well. So it's like they have some cards, but I was like, I'm pretty sure the Eldrazi one is also out. I don't think so. The only ones I've seen, well, now, well, I could be wrong, is Planeswalker and the Sliver one seems okay. It's at least a good base for Ariel to use. I have no doubt that they're going to buy some like up- major upgrades for this, but. Uh, they got like Sliver Hive Lord in there, and yeah, the Sliver and... Swarm deck is out. Uh, it got it got spoiled today as well. Thing is, is like, slivers are just generally just really good because yeah. they're they they're slivers, man. That's what they do. I'm I'm glad Ariel's gonna be able to play with us again. Dude, same. Sliver Hive Lords in that deck, oh. Yeah, I think that this, the, this of, is already infinitely better than the Planeswalker one. Well, <laughs> like I I, I'm not saying I'm not I saying I'm not saying that it wasn't already going to be, but it's just yeah. like I'm not I'm, I'm like through like twenty creatures, and I'm just like this is already way better. It's like not even just like I I know that this is going to be like way better, but like mm. the quality of cards is already way higher than the. Uh, than the Planeswalker one. Yeah, I just, I, I just go like, man, I don't, 
I don't know. It's like, what were you really expecting? I'm just like, I don't know. Just like better quality. Like there's Harold Horn in this. Dear God. And then also you have like the commander, which is like the whatever. Silver grave, sliver grave mother. Yeah, the sliver grave mother, which is so good. I did anticipate this and the. Uh, it's even got three visits. The... Farsi, cultivate, and my, uh, wind. Jesus, distant melodies, decimate. Holy fuck. I anticipated this and the Eldrazi one being the best ones. But I do. I don't know. I think. Uh, well, no, I, I, I'm not going to talk about the Planeswalker one. I'm, I'm sorry, that does look really, really bad. It's just like. You couldn't have picked like some better planeswalkers. <laughs> like that's my number one thing. It's like, it's like yeah. you, they put in what, what? What is it? Like in the guff one? What was one of the planeswalkers? They put a fucking Jace Balaron in it. What the fuck, man? Like that is a terrible planeswalker. They put they have three Jaces in here, and two of them are the shittiest planeswalker. Like the shit, the, like the shitty planes Jace planeswalkers. Replace those with like Tef- like my number one complaint about this is Teferi, and they put. Yeah. Nahiri the Harbinger in the deck. That's that a, card. A... No, that card is awful. It's not that bad. No, it's bad. And it doesn't even do like it doesn't. It, it's a it's an artifact like Planeswalker. It's not even like a, it helps other Planeswalkers or like does other things. There's like out of all the Nahiri Planeswalkers, this one's the worst one they could have picked. They picked an okay Elspeth, I think. I mean, yeah, Sun's Champions is good. And even, like, the Gideon's not bad, but it's like, ugh. Like, Jace Mir- Look at this. Jace Mirror Mage, Jace Archetype of Thought, and Jace Balleron. Like, the three worst Jace Planeswalkers. And I'm not saying they needed to add a Mind Sculptor into this or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe just to switch it out for, like, Teferi? Or maybe, like, a Tamiyo or something like that? I don't know. It just feels like they completely ignored a lot of, like really good planeswalkers there's a lot. or just there's like a even lot. halfway decent ones there's a lot better shit that they could have put in here that, the fact like, that they didn't uh, they don't have to ferry is the big one for me i'm i'm looking through these and it's like god he should have been here yeah i just i just don't get it i, I just uh, that's just one thing i will not get is like i don't know why that they decided this was going to be the thing but it was but not yeah the the sliver one is is really really good. It's just just like just based on like cards it's like oh they put in all the big slivers the slivers that everyone wanted basically and then like the the ones I mean that... they don't have they don't have sliver queen but I know but it's like obviously you're not going to just put a sliver queen in a precon but like Yeah. But it's like the fact is like hive lords in there along with like a bunch of other slivers that are just like they're, they're slivers. Then they all worked mm. well. <laughs> I was like, the more slivers you have, the better it's going to get. That's how it works. <sighs> and they put, like, like even the fact is they put in Harold's Horn. But it's like, oh, we got uh, fucking, uh, what else? Uh, what is it? The um, the artifact, the, the chain veil or whatever. And I'm just going, like, I mean, yeah. that's the best card in the deck, though. Yeah, but they didn't put the three talismans and three signets into the deck. That... That that pisses me off more than anything. As someone who hates like those those types of mana rocks, like mm-hmm. they have their uses. I don't like them. Um, 
I, I just, why is there six mana rocks in this? Include Well, seven if you include, uh, no, eight. It's like all the artifacts. There's 14 artifacts in the deck, and all of them are mana rocks, except for the Chain Veil and Norn's Annex. 12, 12 mana rocks in this deck. There is no need. It's like, and you, and you include no. three oaths. Like, not even like Oath of Nyssa or something like that. Like, that would have been, that would have been so, oh, well, I guess that's a green card now that I think about it. Yeah. This deck could have benefited a lot from having green. Do you, do you know what, you know what really, like, everyone's just like, oh, they're not going to do five color pre-cons. What the fuck is Sliver Grave Mother then? That's five colors. Uh, they ha- they made plenty of five color precons. That's not an excuse. And uh, you know what I find funniest about this? They have Oath of Teferi in here, but they don't. There's have no Teferi. Teferi. <laughs> Wizards, you really drop you'd really drop the ball on this one. Like, I mean, I I already said I'd take it, and I'm gonna. It's like there's card yeah. like like I said, there's cards in here I want. But I'm just I look at it and I'm just going like this is by far the worst one. <laughs> And it's like I don't even I don't even know the like uh the enchantment one or the um what is it was the other one the it's uh Eldrazi it's colorless yeah the Eldrazi I think one. I think the Eldrazi one is going to be the second best one easily and I mean they're Eldrazi's and I probably Sliver will be number one Sliver's well, probably gonna be number one enchantment enchantments depending on what's in it could be good. It, that's the big thing with mine is I have no idea where they're gonna go with that one. You've it's a, it's, it's Asban so out there. It's well, it's Asban enchantments. Like there are yeah. there's a lot of good things you could do with that. I, I already told you like I'm not gonna like lose all hope if I don't get my copy of uh, second copy of doubling season because like whatever I, I already have I one. Don't think that they're gonna put that in a precon though. I I don't think so either. But I am an optimist. Yeah, it's uh, an- Anikthea, Hand of Erebos. Encha- it's about en- all about enchantment creatures, and they all say and they say it's about casting like big enchantments. Apparently, yeah. I I, I don't know. I- I'm pretty sure I'm going to be happy with it one way or another. Oh yeah. It's like um, it's like um, I. I'll enchantment you enchantment decks enchantment decks are really fun. Uh, as yeah. somebody who has a banch enchantment deck. I told, I told Billy when we were talking about this, it's like, the reason I'm excited for it is because it's pr- going pretty far outside my, like, comfort zone when it comes to making magic decks, so, I don't know, I'm hopefully this, hoping this will open up a new horizon for me, potentially. Or it'll just be complete garbage, and it's like, nah, nah, I'll go back to dragons, much safer. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited to at least add some cards into into Super Friends. <laughs> yeah, I really like your Super Friends deck. See, I was like, I was like, you can't. Can you really call it Super Friends if it's not five color, man? Like they could have made Commodore go five color. They he, they could have. They could have. I think I think one of the main reasons they didn't though is because they already had a five color commander, and I guess they could have done like two five colors, but Who I think that would have been worse. I, I guess. This is Commander like... Masters. This is supposed to be like their number one. Like this is supposed to be the pinnacle set of Commander to this point. 
If you're going for the most iconic of iconic cards, you went with slivers, enchantments, en- enchantments, and like, and planes like planeswalkers, and I'm just going. I'm sitting here going, just like, why did you not just make these five color? Like you could have. Like I get making not making enchantments like five color. Yeah. Because that gets out of hand real fast. But it's just like planeswalkers literally come in all colors, man. And you couldn't have restricted yourself. And I'm not saying you needed to go uh, like absolutely insane with the crazy, yeah, with the, the precons or whatever. But it's just like anything but this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. God, the, the the Johnny's not even the good one, man. It's not. It's not even like even a decent one. It's like they gave all the proliferate cards. Like they they put all like the. They basically just re- remade War of the Spark, but like put in like mm-hmm. some new ones or whatever, because they added a bunch of proliferate cards. There's like Spark Double in there, and then you just go, "Well, what's this deck's win condition?" There really is not one. <laughs> it's like Sarkon. <laughs> sure. To be fair to them, it's hard to give Super Friends a win condition for how good they usually are. I, but well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I, I still sit here going just like you could have, like maybe prioritizing alts a little bit, like you, like prioritizing alts a little bit more, like other than just like proliferating. Like there's ways you could have made this more interesting. Yeah, and it just feels like they just the creativity didn't. just didn't happen. They just they used it on all the other ones. I mean, not that you have to get too creative with slivers, but. For Sliver Queen, did they put the first silver Sliver in there? No. So you got Sliver Grandmother and a bunch of other ones. Apparently there's a Sliver Army card now. Let's be one of the new cards. Like because I can't look at those on the site. So I'll yeah. have to look those up later. I don't know. It's like Do you know what you know what really upsets me as well about these precons as well? Is that what? is it something I've I've wanted to do I've wanted them to do since uh Marge Machines. Siege mm-hmm. cards. Can we get more siege yeah. cards? The siege cards are 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 a night are a cool like mechanic that I think a lot of people really liked from March Machines. Like mm-hmm. I get that they probably made the Lord of the Rings set at around the same time as March Machines, and they weren't really sure how people were going to react to the siege cards or whatever, like whether or not people would like yeah. it if they want to keep going with it or whatever. And like sagas just kind of made more sense. It's storytelling it just kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. type deal but it's like you probably didn't make commander masters like i get a, i get it's a lot of reprints or whatever like there's a lot of reprints that are of a lot of really good cards there's a lot of expensive slivers that i i not i shouldn't say hope they get but probably should at some point eh. like obviously sliver queen is a bit is a bit excessive yeah but uh, but it's like Sliver Grave Mother by itself is $76? Jesus. Uh, obviously, they're including Hive Lord, but like Legion and Sliver Overlord. I wonder how much the Sliver Precon is going for right now. I don't know. Take a look. Do you know the thing about the Eldrazi Precon is as well, is that we know yeah. that at least Ulamogsis' Hunger is getting reprinted, but apparently is not in the Precon. That's just sucks. It's the same thing. It's like I was just looking through here. I'm like, oh, there's a Teferi in there. Why is that not in the precon? 
mean, it's temporal archmage, but like that's like one where it's like, oh, you can just use planeswalker abilities as though they were, uh, uh, as though they had flash. And I'm just like, why is that not in there? Uh, so Silver Swarm is going for about $105 now by itself. Jeez. My gosh. I wonder, so what's the... Um, oh my god, they're, they're reprinting the Battlebound lands. Thank god, finally. That, that's awesome. Whenever a non-token sliver you control attacks, a mass slivers too? Oh, what the fuck. Oh. That's one of the new, that's one of the new sliver cards. The Eldrazi one is probably going to be pretty good because that's going for almost twice as much as the Slivers ones is. I mean, that does not surprise me. It's like, one hundred seventy-eight dollars. Even just knowing the even just knowing the commander is like whenever you when you like whenever you cast this uh an uh, was it a colorless card or an or is, uh, an Eldrazi card that costs seven or more you cascade cascade. Or it's like the first one I think you cast. Yeah, and I'm just going. That's really fucking good. And the ones that we got are going for pretty similar prices. Uh, 73 for the Planeswalker one. And about 73 for the Enchantments one. That's that's also my number one like uh, dislike for the set so far is that how expensive it is. I, I, yeah. I get that it's like, they're, they're just like... I'm not gonna buy anything other than this, other than the precons. Like I, I wouldn't have bought any of the precons if you guys had. I might have bought, bought the Commodore Golf one myself, but it's like, yeah. But you guys are just like, hey, you want to just join in? I'm like, sure, why not? That sounds like fun. I'm pretty much the same way. They made this Commander's Master set really, really expensive. Well, they and made it, it. They made it really desirable, and so people are just saying that it's like, "Oh, here, you, you. This is like now that because of that, because there's like a ton of cards in there that you want. Like there's doubling season land tax. Like every one of like the most iconic commander cards in the game or whatever in this set. Like the medallions. There's jewel lotuses in it or whatever. And then it's like, oh yes, yeah, so now you can like buy them for really high cost. And I'm just going like. But why? I thought the whole point of the set was that was to that make things was, cheaper. You you can make things cheaper and more accessible to people that were either picking up Commander for the first time, or I don't know. That's just my thought process. But I guess not. I'm just like great. I mean, that's what would make sense to me. I'm not I'm, sure why they didn't do that. I thought that was the whole point. Even do the alternate arts for like a lot of like the legendary creatures, like it's literally mm -hmm. just like their portrait of them looking off to the side. I'm like, they look. These are the first like borderless cards that I've said in a while that just don't look good. Yeah, I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of them. them. I really don't like the Ur Dragon or Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger. No. I like some of the reprints they have in this set. Those are two of the worst ones. Yeah. Which are weird because they're the debatably the most like desirable cards in this set at least a couple of them wait a minute was that supposed to be birds of paradise no okay sorry i'm I don't oh know. my god coslux is awful have you seen coslux borderless yet no it is so bad let me send you a picture of it yeah, i just don't like them i just don't like a majority of them they're just 
It's just ugly. <laughs> the Demonic Tutor one that they're uh, reprinting is fantastic. That I love. Damn it, not a WebBP file. I just want to... The fact is also that in this set, there's like Zatolpa as well. It's like, dude, this that, that card's been reprinted like 16,000 times. Like, can we stop reprinting that card, please? <laughs> You'd think. It's like, you think, it's like, oh, well, we got to add some stinkers. Do you, though? Oh, God, yeah, that looks disgusting as hell. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to make a Kozluk look good, but it's like, why not make I know, him look it, cool? It doesn't why look not? Good. Why do this? You can make Kozluk look cool. It just doesn't That's, look good. Yeah. I just, I, okay, whatever. I hate how they're how they reprint cards like Demonic Tutor and shit like Doubling Season, and it just never makes it any cheaper. It always stays the exact same price or gets more expensive. It's like uh, it's like the cards, like the the, the ones from Ikoria as well, where it's like their source or the the instance that you can like um, cast for free if you control your commander. Yeah, it's like Fierce Guardianship is like seventy dollars, and then they they announce it's getting a reprint and it's still seventy dollars. It's like I think the medallions were about the only thing that went down in price. Some of them are still expensive. I know the jet medallion is the like the jet and the uh, sapphire. I, th I think it's sapphire. Maybe it's the red one. It's probably the red one. Or like the most desirable ones, the ruby one. Are they reprinting a vampiric tutor at all? Not that I've seen. Or maybe it has. I don't know. That's the one that I want that I don't want to spend. Okay, the price has gone down for that, weirdly enough. Maybe it has then. About 25 bucks? It's like there's an extra planar lens. Cyclonic Rift is on there. That's pretty nice. They're reprinting the Immortal Sun. Yeah. Hey, you want to shut down Planeswalkers? <laughs> Just play the Immortal Sun. <laughs> then they can't use their loyalty abilities. <laughs> and obviously the big one I think that everyone's like trying to get is the Jeweled Lotus. Yeah. <sighs> A heavy CEDH, uh, CEDH deck. I'm curious what they'll do after Commander Masters. I think it's like I think they're like returning returning to Eldraine or something like that. I looked at, I looked it up not that long ago. I mean, another unset would be cool if they want to do another one of them. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if it's, are we due for one. I, I, don't I don't think so. I don't think so. But those are always fun. Yeah. They also always have the prettiest lands. <laughs> not that, oh. that recent sets already haven't had some pretty lands. Uh, the recent uh, sets have had gorgeous lands, but ooh, man, oh man, it it, it would. I do kind of want a new like unset just for the full arts. That was half the reason I bought a. Lot. I bought like a bunch of copies of unsta of uh, unstable, is because like I, lo I love those full art lands. Dude, is the one ring still going for like eighty dollars or something like that? Let's take a look. Like just a copy of the One Ring. Huh, it's down to forty six now. It was up to sixty at one point. Price is going down. It's getting cheaper. You can get one for thirty three now. Hmm. If you want to get the borderless one, that is. Yeah, the borderless ones, because the, apparently those come in bundles. If you, I was like. 
Real fast, if you want to get like an, uh, a a cheap copy of the of the One Ring, it's like just buy one of the uh, Universe Beyond Lord of the Rings like gift bundles, because apparently it's it, that is one of the one of the of like the set cards in the uh, in that. So it's like oh it's wow neat. yeah the border the borderless version of the One Ring. God, I wish they had I wish they had like battles in like the like Lord the siege cards in Lord of the Rings. That would have been so good. It, it would have been really cool. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well, indeed. All right, should we put a can on this one? I think so. Sounds good. Uh, so we'll try and do these like weekly, a little bit or something like that. I I was like, I know I'm going on vacation here in a couple weeks, but maybe we'll double batch one of these times. Well, weekly, bi-weekly. I, I think we should do it based on how we're feeling i think because if yeah. we just force ourselves to do it we might end up with do i need to keep doing this no probably not no <laughs> just hold on you there the whole time yeah but yeah we'll see we'll see where this goes i i'm i'm happy with the change i think yeah. though yeah it's just kind of like i was just thinking i was like oh maybe bi-weekly maybe whatever i don't know we'll 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 feel it out yeah. So, so then, uh, be sure to subscribe to the the podcast. We'll update it as regularly as we can, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, be sure to follow uh, my buddy over there at wherever he wants to plug now. Uh, Tom Cruise. Ta- uh, uh, Tom Cruise dot lose. Tom Cruise can't <laughs> lose at uh, at YouTube dot com. Is that is that just... is that a domain? If not, that should be a domain. <laughs> I'm pretty Tom Cruise dot loose. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let's we're we're taking a look now. You oh, got me curious. Shit. Uh, Tom Cruise dot lose. <laughs> Damn it! No, no. I can make it one. Ah, shit. I, I'll ask you about Mission Impossible once the uh, podcast is over. But I just released my first YouTube vid video i do plan on releasing more no oh, nice so and we're anyone wants to see uh, at, at tom cruise can't lose or whatever is that the the, at, name, the channel yep yep at youtube i'm playing dead by daylight how original i know <laughs> hey man <laughs> it's what you do so uh yeah it's like yeah subscribe to the podcast or whatever it's like i might have a, a little thing coming out here soon as well for something new for me uh but it's still work in progress so we'll, nice. get, we'll get there and then uh but yeah we'll see y'all uh next time bye-bye